Hello and welcome to Wake Up to the Word. This is episode 101. Glad you're here. Give another round of applause. We are back in the bowels of the Barksdale Communication Complex. Wow, that's weird. I, uh, my sound effect is not working. Let me uh, see what I got going on here. Let's see, that one worked, right? No, very, very low. I got issues. I got issues here. I hear it, but it's really very odd. All right, well, we're having technical difficulties with some of the sound. We'll see how the sound effects work as we go. Well, you know, we can try. That board's working, so uh, we may have to stick with that one. So uh, we're glad you're here, though. Episode 101, as I said, this is Old Testament 101. We are now in the book of Proverbs. We've finished up the life of Solomon, and Solomon is the author of uh, Proverbs. It says right there, right at the beginning, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. So we're going to go through all 31 uh, Proverbs, 31 chapters of Proverbs, and that's going to take us right into next year for the Old Testament. We're going to read right through all of them. So there's some really cool stuff in there. And uh, as always, before we get going, this uh, Wake Up to the Word is sponsored by Barky's RV Rental. And uh, Barky's RV Rental, we uh, rent RV for you. And you uh, pick your spot, your rental spot. You reserve that uh, campground, state park. We deliver it even in your driveway if you need extra space for the holiday. We'll deliver it, set it all up for you show you what you need to know to operate it, and then we will come pack it up and drive it away. No fuss, no muss, uh, no bus. I don't know what else to put there. So <clears throat> so you can go to the website, uh, barkeysrvrental.com, and <clears throat> ask your own questions, and uh, you can connect with me through there. So, all righty then. We are going to get into the Word. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for uh, this Christmas season as we come up on Christmas weekend. And um, just a reminder of the Savior being born in the manger. And uh, as he entered into this world from glory, we just uh, are in awe of the fact that he would... Um, reach down to us uh, in our sin and make a way for us to be restored back to you, Father. So we uh, praise you, we praise the name of Jesus, and we ask you to just enlighten your word this morning for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So you can't see, it's off the camera, but I got this big gigantic pile of gifts, and uh, it's not like a lot of gifts, it's just they're big. I they're, they're big gifts, I don't understand. So I don't have my camera that I can turn so that one is belongs to the church I was just testing it and it works great and now that's on location so as it were 
Uh, so we're gonna go now uh, get into the Word of God. <laughs> yeah, it sounds strange. I don't know. It's a, it's a little weird sounding. I'm not sure what to do with that. Let me, uh, I can reset it, I guess. Let's try that. Get rid of all this other stuff. Pull it back up again and see if that helps it out. And get all this other silly stuff on there. All right, sorry, I'm wasting your time. I don't want to do that. Here we go. Same thing. All right. So right away, in Proverbs 1, we got some cool things going on. And the whole first part of this, the, the main thread of these first eight chapters that we're going to read, if uh, you have your Bible reading plan in the first eight chapters, um, is it really focuses on wisdom. And wisdom is important. Um, in understanding a couple of things, in understanding. Uh, but um, uh, generally, when it talks about the wise and the fool, you're looking at someone who believes and trusts in God versus someone who does not. So that you'll see the thread there as it talks about it, um, as it describes the fool versus the wise person. But also, excuse me, but also it talks about wisdom. So right away, uh, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So <clears throat> it, it's, it's uh, the fear of the Lord is the, is the beginning of knowledge or the beginning of wisdom. It's, it's just the starting point. Your fear of the Lord is going to give you a hunger for knowledge, for wisdom. So... Um, and then it talks about uh, the next section. It starts off with father, your father and your mother. And hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching, or forsake not your mother's teaching. Um, they are a graceful garland for your head and a pendant and pendants for your neck. So it, it, it adorns you when you have, uh, when you take this instruction, when you take this uh uh, teachings from your mother, from your father, uh, when they're sharing their wisdom, their experience with you, and you wear them, people are going to look at you. If you're going to put them into practice, people are going to look at you differently, especially if in your with your young. They're going to say, "Wow, that person is wise beyond their years." Why are they wise beyond the years? Because they've taken the instruction from their mother and their father, and they're putting it into place early in life. That's going to benefit you along the way. And it's obvious as you do these things, it's obvious. So youngsters, if you're listening, or moms and dads, keep giving that instruction. Uh, as, we, as we come into uh, the end of chapter 2, uh, mine turns the page, but there's a section, last section of chapter 1. Um, I'm a little hot in this. I'm trying to figure this out here. Let's, uh, let's see where I am. Yeah, there I am. That's a little better. Um, uh, as it says, a call of wisdom, a call of wisdom. <clears throat> um, wisdom cries aloud in the street, in the markets. She raises her voice. That's verse 20. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, I love this, verse 22. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? And this is the cry of those who just absolutely reject wisdom. Why do you continue to reject wisdom? Why do you reject wise teaching? 
Why do you keep trying to do it your own way when people who are wise, people who are following God's example, people who are following God's principle continue to show you and tell you and say, this is the process. This is the wise process. And I know even in my own life, there are things that just took me a long, long time to figure out. Some things, you know, I still haven't quite figured out. I keep doing it the wrong way. I don't know why. You just figure it out and then you say, okay, I, let me back up. Let me get it back on the right track again. And uh, I think there's many areas in each of our lives where this kind of thing happens. And so we we uh, we want to turn from that. And that's what the next verse says. If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. So if you turn, if you repent, and that's what turning is. If you turn from it, stop doing it that way. Turn, and I'm going to pour out my spirit on you. I'm going to. I'm. There's blessing in doing it God's way. And and some people say, well, why doesn't God just show me? Why doesn't He just you know light up a billboard? Hello, it's called the Word of God. It's called the Bible, and many many principles for many many of life's situations and circumstances are all in here the principles are here okay and if you look for them you will find them and now the trick is are you are you going to put that wisdom into practice are you going to put that principle into practice that's what these proverbs are all about read through them read through them again there's 31 chapters so basically in a long month you can read one a day and read every proverb, okay? We're going to do two a day. We're going to get through it in two in a couple of weeks, okay? So um, th- then he gets a little harsh. He says, because I have called you, I have called, and you refuse to listen to me. That's 24. I've stretched out my hand, and no one is heeded. You, you, I've given you the information. I've showed you what to do, and you haven't done it. Because you have ignored all my counsel, I would have none and would have none of my reproof. Here it is, 26. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despise all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. And I tell this to people, I said, you're going to keep doing life this way and the consequences are going to come. And God is going is to let the consequences bear themselves out because you're not learning the lesson you're good he's gonna let you learn this the hard way because you would not learn it the easy way you would not learn it with just teaching and truth and and encouragement you wouldn't learn it that way so he lets the consequences play out and we 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 sit here sometimes and we've made mistake after mistake after mistake in the same area of life. 
and we say, God, why aren't you rescuing me? He says, well, because I've tried to stop this from happening way back here and here and here and here, but you kept ignoring me. And now I'm going to let it play out. I'm going to let it play out and see if you finally wake up. And that's what happens to many, many people. And it's sad to see. It's hard to watch. But it's sometimes the only way the lessons are learned. We get into two is just the, the value of wisdom. It just kind of re- goes through a lot of these same things again. There may be some great stuff in there, but I'm going to move into three for time's sake. <clears throat> For time's sake, I'm going to move into chapter 3. Um, it, this is a trust in the Lord with all your heart. And a lot of you know this. That's verse 5 of 3, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. And people usually stop there and don't read the rest. So 7 and 8 are just as good. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshing to your bones, refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits, this is nine, with the first fruits of your produce, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. So he says, if you belong to the Lord, he's going to punish you when you do wrong. He's going to do it because he wants you to correct your behavior. And so there's, there's, uh, this is just something that, that people under, people know this verse that we started, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. All your ways, all your ways, and he'll make your path straight. That means it's you're not going to be wandering. You're not going to be going hither and thither without your mither and thither. You're not going to be wandering here and there and getting on the wrong path and then having to come back in all your ways. And 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 I get it. I'm I've been there with many of you. You you get off course and you need a correction. But that's you. He's saying if get it right, do it his way. Uh, seek his counsel. Seek the wise proverb that he's given us here in in this in this text. Um, uh, Nineteen in chapter three. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By the understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deeps broke open, and the cloud dropped down dew. <clears throat> so he's saying. You don't truly understand what you have access to here. This is the same knowledge and the same wisdom that created the earth, that founded, established the heavens in the sky. You're not understanding what you have access to here. This is what he's trying to tell you. You have access to this knowledge and this kind of wisdom for your life. And that is just absolutely unfathomable, but yet... We still want to do it our own way. And that seems to be the problem. As we come into 5, chapter 5, there's warning against adultery. This is very strong stuff because it comes up again and again in Proverbs. This is something that um, 
is a is a, a age old issue for men and women. It's it's that uh, it's generally uh, spoken to of the son here, <clears throat> but obviously there's a woman on the other side of that equation. Um, my son, be attentive to my wisdom. Wisdom, incline your ear to my understanding, that you may keep discretion, and your lips may guard knowledge. Um, and now, my son, verse 7, listen to me and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless, lest strangers take your fill of strength and your labor go into the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life, you groan when your flesh and your body are consumed and you say, how I hated discipline. In my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline my ears to my instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. So uh, this, I, I skipped over the kind of the beginning part of it, but um, uh, the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path of Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. So, that's the thing. You want to follow after that woman who's, who's uh, or man who's drawing you out of your covenant relationship with your husband or wife. <clears throat> um, now, there's some practical warnings that we come up in verse 6. How am I doing here? How am I doing good? practical warnings um one of them is about being lazy it says uh you know you, you need to work you need to uh you need to 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 not sit there and, and be lazy he calls you sluggard in verse six go to the ant O sluggard consider her ways and be wise without having any chief chief officer or ruler she prepares her bread in summer and gathers for food and harvest how long will you lie there O sluggard when will you arise from your sleep a, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber, and want like an armed man. What a great picture! Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna continually, you're continually gonna lose your money if you're lazy. It's your money's gonna be gone, and, and you're gonna feel like you've been robbed. And so, um, it just it talks about that laziness. Get to work. Be someone who's a diligent at their work. Whatever your work is, be diligent at it. Um, then the six things, the seven things, the six things. I, I love how this is laid out. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. So um, I don't know if this is like <clears throat> he, re he read the, he, he heard the spirit wrong or... Um, Something else came to his mind or his heart. I'm not exactly sure, but these six things the Lord hates, but seven are an abomination. So, uh, and here they are, the haughty eyes. That means uh, you, you think so much of yourself. You think you're better than everybody else. A lying tongue. Keep telling lies. Hands that shed innocent blood. Oh, I could go on for a long time on this one. Um a heart that devises wicked plans. You know it's wrong, and yet you still do it. Feet that make haste to run to evil. 
people love being in with the evil, in with the bad, in with the vile. Um, a false witness who breathes out lies. Someone who's lying intentionally. We got tons of those around. And one who sows discord among brothers. And I don't know if that's the... That's the seventh one that's kind of an abomination is that when you are intentionally sowing discord among brothers, and I don't know if that's talking physical brothers, it's pro it may very well be talking about a spiritual condition. So it's almost like sows discord in the church. It could be either side. Um, it's this kind of thing is that when you go after Christ's bride, when you go after his people and you're sowing discord there intentionally, that's the abomination. And I think that's why it's separated. Six, he hates seven that are an abomination. It's that seventh one that, that is a little distinct from the others. And maybe that's why it's worded that way. I'm not dogmatic about that, but that just seems to be something that um, it presents itself. <clears throat> Again, we talk about adultery at the end of six. Um, in very just a uh, real simple six thirty-two. You want to know about adultery? Here it is. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. That's that's the clear cutest, clearest and cuttest proverb there is. It doesn't get any more stark than that. Um, then we get into wisdom, and this is, again, it's on the adultery subject. Really goes through this. Um, uh, my son, keep my words and treasure up my commands with you. Keep my commands and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Blind them on your Bind them on your fingers. Write them on tablets of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your Intimate friend to keep from, put my glasses over here, to keep from forbidden women from the adulteress with her smooth words. So um, I think I've told this story before, but a friend of mine led to the Lord and he was reading through the Bible and he came to this, this place. And I know it's in other places, so it was either here or other places. But one of these sayings, the apple of your eye. And they say, he said to me, I'm reading that and it says it will be the apple of, of God's eye. The apple, uh, keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. They wouldn't have known that saying back then. And and I just looked at him and I said, where, where do you think the saying comes from? And he went, what? And I said, we say it today because it's in the Bible. Not how did it get in the Bible because we say it today. It's the other way around. And he went, oh my gosh, I never even thought of that. <laughs> So it's these kind of, there's lots of these. We did actually a whole Bible study on a Wednesday night on all the, uh, all the idioms that have carried in either direct quotes or um, um, paraphrased truths that have come, that become sayings um, in our, in our uh, culture. So um, just pretty cool. There's quite a few of them. Um, uh, and then la uh, lastly, we're in chapter eight. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? Get down to 12. I, and this is, <clears throat> this is cool, is that this is talking about wisdom itself. And I'm going to go to a couple of spots here. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I don't know who prudence is, but I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. And I find knowledge and, dis and discretion 
The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. <coughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> I didn't hit the cough button. And now we come down. And, and 22. Remember the context is I wisdom dwell with prudence. 22. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work. The first of his act acts of old. Ages ago I was set up. At the first, before the beginning of the earth, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields, on the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limits, and so the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, when I was beside him like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighted in the children of men. That's wisdom talking. They were there. I love this one one statement. When he established the fountains of the deep, there's no way that Solomon knew there were fountains. They were geysers that were down under the water in the ocean. There's no way he knew that, but yet he talks about it. For whoever finds me, this is the, the last two verses of chapter 8, 35 and 36. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Well, that's what we got. That's what we got for episode 101, Old Testament Thursday here. We're so glad you joined us here at Wake Up to the Word. We'll see you tomorrow, New Testament Friday, episode 102. Bye-bye.